to me, if a company has gone to the trouble of hiring you and promoting you, you know, giving you the leadership skills to move ahead, they've got an investment in you. The investment has got to be in you being your best self and speaking your mind. If they are invested in you so that you will just say yes sir whenever anybody asks you a question, they're really wasting their money. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Welcome to Superhumans at Work by Mind Valley. I'm your host, Jason Mark Campbell. And before we get started, tell me if you could change anything in your life, what would it be? Would it be your body, your career, your relationships? Thankfully, you don't have to choose. As a Mind Valley member, you'll get instant access to the wisdom of world class personal growth teachers and programs that can evolve you in every way for just $2 a day. Are you ready to make a change? Start transforming your life today at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. Today, I have an award-winning speech writer, a strategic messaging consultant, and an executive writing expert who's going to come and share with us some ideas of maybe something you've struggled with in the workplace. While we work with a lot of people and we have you know different hierarchies, maybe we have some certain bosses, might have some little frictions, but when these people are in a position of power, how do you find yourself in a position to be able to speak up, speak your mind, really to push projects forward, maybe to highlight issues that are happening? Sometimes it could be things that you really have the bottom line of the company in mind, but you're hesitating to speak your mind because there are different power dynamics within the workplace. Well, Elaine Bennett is going to be here to share some of these ideas that we can use to be better at speaking up in the workplace because our world needs a lot more people speaking what needs to be said so we can fix issues that exist and make the world a better place in the process. Now, Elaine is the CEO of Bennett Inc. Coaching and Development, where she empowers people to improve their own communication skills, keys to advancing in business. She writes speeches for Fortune 100 companies executive, and she also crafts high scoring submissions for Fortune's best companies to work for survey. She has had a chance to work in diversity, equality, and inclusion. She won a Cicero Award for best written speech on diversity, has done a TED Talks, and she's here to share us more about how to speak up in the workplace. Elaine, welcome to the show. Hi, Jason. It's nice to be here. Well, I wanted to get right into it with, you know, speaking up in the workplace could be a difficult topic to face. It seems like one of those topics where at face value, if someone says, hey, you should speak up in the workplace, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, no problem. Logically, that makes sense. But what does the reality look like? And why would we think it's so difficult to speak our mind? Well, I think especially for women, we tend to get ignored in many settings. And so we need allies to amplify our voices, you know, whether it's other women saying, oh, yes, that idea that Elaine just articulated is really, really good. I think we should think about that. Or certainly men could do the same. But too often men tend to co-opt what women say, women and other marginalized people in the workforce. And so if we can all pull together 
to get those ideas amplified, the workforce will be a better place. The other thing is that often, especially marginalized people, feel hesitant to say what they need to say, to say either to talk about their ideas or to say, this isn't working for me, XYZ isn't working for me, we need to think about a new way of leading the team because, you know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel equitable to me. And it's hard to speak, you know, the old saying to speak truth to power, it's hard to do that, especially if you've got, you know, a mortgage payment riding on it. And nobody wants to be put in a position of of conflict. Most people will do anything they can to avoid conflict. So, The idea I want to get across to people is that speaking the truth is never the wrong thing. If you are speaking the truth in standing in your heart space and speaking the truth without acrimony, without hatred, or that's too strong a word generally for business, I hope. But if you are just doing it out of the desire to make things better, then speak your truth. That's, that's all we have, you know? And the more we hide what's true for us, the worse outcome business is going to get. I have a client who was a a sort of CFO type person and she's under the CFO and she went to a big meeting where they were going to review some financials and she opened up the deck and saw that somebody had made a $7 million mistake in the financials and that in fact the company was going to lose $7 million if they went through with this initiative. And she said, you know, excuse me, there's a big mistake in this deck. And instead of stopping and saying, hey, where is it? Show us. They ignored her and ignored the information she was giving them. And guess what? They lost $7 million. And then they lost her because she quit. Because what's the point of being in a position where you have some power and you're expected to to be i'm sorry it's a little late here (laughs) on the east coast of the u.s if you're in a position where you're expected to be responsible and people are ignoring you how can you stay so the company lost a really valuable employee and all she was trying to do was speak the truth you know, this idea of speaking the truth seems so simple, but then there's always these complications we create as little humans, right? I'm going to want to pick a bit at that. You've had a chance to work in an environment which was actually on Wall Street for, I think it was 25 years ago, which again, will speak of, you know, high authority figures, high powered, particularly male figures that are very unagreeable. Yes. And you came in and especially as a woman must be more difficult because it'll be, you know, a lot of egos that are at play. As you see the world shaping up right now, there's definitely been some major improvements happening. And so we're still seeing this, though. What's, what do you think is holding back the progress that we'd want to see to take it to the next level? Well, there have been some improvements, and companies know that they need to hire and promote women and other marginalized groups. 
but they don't always follow through in a way that will achieve the outcome that they say that they want to achieve. So I'm hearing now people say, companies say, well, we have a goal to be 50% female leadership by 2025. And I'm like, what are you doing between now and 2025? Why can't you set a goal of being, you know, 20% female leadership by next year and 30% by 2023 and, you know, 40%? Why are you going for the high goal? And in many cases, I have to say, I'm very sorry to say, but in many cases, I think these companies are just kicking the can down the road and hoping that people will forget about it. You know, you set measurable goals, right? The SMART goals. If you actually want to have progress, then you do this as an entrepreneur and you do this as a, as a business. If you really want to create something, you set a goal to do it. And you don't set a goal to, to do it in five years. You set a goal to do it next quarter or next, next half or the next year at the very latest. So look at the goals that these companies have gone public with and be very critical, be very, very analytical about looking at what they've said. Deloitte released a really remarkable diversity, equity and inclusion report earlier this year, maybe. And they really went into some serious detail about where they are and where their shortcomings are. And they have lots of shortcomings in terms of the diversity of their various departments and the various levels of leadership. But they were very transparent with their numbers, remarkably transparent with their numbers. And so, and they've committed to releasing the report again next year. So I expect to see some growth there. But they're not saying, and you know, obviously they have an overarching goal to to achieve some meaningful change, but they're not saying, you know, come back in five years and we'll tell you what we've done. Well, if we want to sense of realistic goals, of course we have to break it down. So I definitely agree with that. I was going to dive into a little bit more of ways of us for speaking up and this seeking the truth, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'm a big fan of Ken Wilber. He has a, he's a man who speaks about integral theory and he speaks about how truth is there's always truth, but it's always partial, right? There's always perspective. And so I was going to ask you when you're in the workplace and you want to speak up your mind, often we'll be coming from a place where we feel our ideas are really good ideas and we speak up, maybe our ideas get rejected because somebody's coming from a different perspective. So I was going to ask you, what are things that I could do whenever I do want to speak up so that I can feel more prepared to be able to face the arguments and to be understanding that my own biases might be in play, whether it's me being in a position where I'm taking advantage of power or me being in a position where I'm playing a victim as well. Yeah, um, don't play a victim. That's the first thing. You know, even if you're if you're if you're not the person in the room with the most power, don't think of yourself as powerless because you have your brain that got you into that room to begin with, and you've got your ideas. Now, you're not going to get anywhere in business or in life if you don't accept feedback. 
And I know this as a writer, right? I write something for someone and they say, you know, that's not quite how I would say it or in you know, in an extreme case, that's not what I want to say at all. And then I have to, you, you, that happened to me, my first client, I was just, you know, and I realized then that it's not about, it's not about me, it's about him. It was about, you know, what he wanted to say. And if the thing he told me at first wasn't what he wanted to say, then I would write what he wanted to say. But anyway, everybody has perspective. Most people, hopefully all of the people on your team in business are smart and have their own perspectives that they can contribute to making your idea something that will really benefit the organization and add value. So speak clearly, deliver your information, your your ideas. Don't expect that everybody's going to fall down and say, oh my God, that's the most amazing idea I've ever heard. But you know, be prepared to get some feedback, take the feedback in without making it about you. It's not about you or your, your thinking or your acumen. It's about the idea, making the idea better for the organization. Mm. Yeah. I like this idea because, you know, we speak about being able to speak our truth and, you know, we have to also face the truth that'll come back when we speak up. Right. So there's a bit of a courage that's required. I mean, if I'm going into a room and I'm going to make a statement, say I'm speaking about, you know, oh, I think I've seen a seven million dollar loss. To use that example, but then somebody's like, someone could find maybe an error in your calculations. You have to be ready to receive truthful feedback. What do you see is the world or the state right now in the workplace for people's ability to receive feedback accurately? And do you have any tips for us to be a bit more resilient to this thing that usually hits our ego? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's the ego. So. From my perspective as a speechwriter or a message strategist, if I come up with an idea and I take it to my client and I say, I think you should push this message out. I think this is the right message for your brand and for where you want to be and whatever. I don't know everything about their business. I know hopefully a lot about their business because I'm not going to come up with a message in, in a vacuum. But they'll have some perspective. Oh, you know, we tried that 10 years ago and it didn't work. Well, why didn't it work? Was it the execution? Was it the idea? Was it pushback from other stakeholders? And so you take it apart and you look at it, but you have to, you know, it's not like rebuilding an engine where you can, a car engine, where you can have a diagram of what parts go where and how they all work together. And there's only one way to put that engine together to make it work. When you're dealing in the realm of ideas, there are lots of ways to put the idea together and put the messaging together and disseminate the messaging that will make it work. And maybe somebody knows more about a certain, I don't know, social media place than I do. And so I have to listen, how will this work on that new app? How will it work on, you know, TikTok? I know nothing about TikTok, but I'm sure that there are some businesses whose messages would work really well on TikTok, depending on the audience that you're trying to reach and what you're trying to do with your messaging. So if somebody knows more about that, I am all ears. And if somebody wants to adjust the wording or, you know, we think about how we want to say it, 
that's collaboration is is what makes things beautiful. Before we continue, I just want to tell you a little bit about Mind Valley membership. For all of you personal development junkies like me out there, growing in one area of your life just isn't enough. That's why we made Mind Valley membership to bring you the best personal growth programs on the planet so you can evolve every day in every way. Whether you want to get crazy fit, build a business, or manifest more money in your life, there's a quest for that. And now you can access every single one for just $2 a day. So if you're striving to become the best self and live the life you deserve, try out Mindvalley membership at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. I love it. And for all of you listening, I just want to recap a bit of the things we talked about so far. You know, this whole idea of being able to speak up can be a little daunting, especially when it can come with serious consequences. If you are in a position where you're reporting to your superiors, maybe things that wouldn't be nice to hear. I love the example Elaine mentioned of her client where basically reporting there's an error in the calculations resulting in $7 million in a loss being ignored. The company lost the money and lost a key employee in the process. But a lot of times you might be in a position where you are hesitant to speak up you don't speak up these things happen and then you wash your hands without taking that responsibility uh, elaine here speaking a lot about the truth is really what you want to focus on to the best of your abilities understanding as well that truth is partial and that you do not want to play the victim card you want to show up as your full self you want to be able to come from a place of contribution and the more you get to do this you'll see that you'll be raising up as an employee you'll be actually seeing yourself be more valuable and a better contributor in the process and there are obviously some disadvantages that come from the marginalized group, which is why it becomes more, more difficult, or at least more interesting for people to take an initiative. If you are within these groups to have the courage to know that it is okay to speak the truth. And if you are in a position of power and you have people that are reporting to you, be someone that can receive that feedback. And this is something that goes both ways because the ability to receive that feedback put that ego aside, allows for this opportunity for more ideas to surface, more innovations to come and having a healthier workplace in the process, which Elaine brings me to the question of talking about these people in leadership positions. If I'm listening to this and I am in a leadership position, I'd I'd really want to know, are there certain things that I could include within my behaviors that would make it easier for people to speak up? Or are there certain blind behaviors that most people aren't aware of that actually bring that openness to be limited within the organization? Yeah, you know, when you're working with marginalized groups, first of all, don't expect them to teach you what you need to learn. Google, read books, and figure out what blind spots you might have that you can address. But it's really important. It's important to listen to all of your marginalized employees, whether they're people of color, women, LGBTQ people. It's really important to listen to them, but don't expect them to educate you. That is not that is not their business. And that goes for in the workplace or out of the workplace. I think one of the challenges of being in business is that we have to have a hard shell, right? We can't, we can't crumble at the first sign of adversity, right? You don't get to be a leader in business without being able to take some blows, right? And so we have that hard shell around our egos and we think that we need to be to be this person all the time who is wearing the superhero uh, outfit and standing strong. And 
the truth is nobody believes that that's who you are all the time, right? You might have moments of being that way 10% of the time. You might have an experience where you led your team through a really difficult challenge and you emerged and everybody was so happy to follow you, that kind of superhero moment. But the truth is nobody's a superhero all the time. And so being okay, I'll say the word vulnerable, right? I'll say the F word too. Talking about your failures makes you more relatable to people. And so if somebody, you know, went through, somebody on your team went through something that didn't work out quite as well as it should have, sit in the next meeting and say, you know, Jason, I understand how you feel right now because 10 years ago when I was trying to do this thing and I thought for sure it was going to work out and it didn't work out and I was devastated and I imagine you might be feeling devastated too. But the important thing is to learn from the failures and what I learned from that particular instant was X, Y, Z. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I've been in this position of leadership where I felt like I needed to keep this hard shell, not necessarily the most successful venture. And I find it interesting that you've actually written speeches for a lot of high, powerful executives. And this whole idea, and I know you've used the, the V word, the vulnerability, but can you talk about what made those successful speeches usually? Was it because you'd add these elements of humbleness into it? And I think that speaks a lot to how we should maybe change the way we usually communicate in the workplace. Yes. I mean... As I said, nobody believes that that you're a success 24-7. It just, that that doesn't happen in the world because you're a human being. And so sometimes when I start working with a new client or a new company, I have to educate them about why they want to be, if not vulnerable, because that's a word that gets a lot of people scared, but why they want to talk about their failures. And the truth is that Everybody knows, they might not know exactly what the failures are, but everybody knows you've had some failures. So it makes you more relatable. And if you can be honest about the things that didn't work, it gives you permission to shout about your successes. How boring would it be to hear somebody give a speech saying, this was a success and this was a success and I did this and I did that and here I am the CEO of the company and aren't I wonderful? You would hate that person. Within the first five minutes, you would want to be throwing things at the stage. So let the audience know where you come from. And then you can talk about where you are. And I don't mean, you know, I was born in a log cabin or whatever, but just just the, you know, I nearly flunked out of business school or, you know, uh, I didn't nearly flunk out of business school because I never applied to business school. But somebody who had been to business school might have a story about, you know, how the statistics class almost knocked me out of business school. But, you know, I persisted and then... I turned into the CFO and I caught a $7 million loss before it happened. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like that story is close to heart. <laughs> I think that client might have went through something similar. But, yeah. you know, Elena, I have to add to that because you're right. I mean, we seem to relate a lot more with other people's failures, life journeys. Um, you know, for me, you know, I do get some compliments around my ability to speak publicly, but I always refer to the time when I was in university. You mentioned business school, so now I'm triggered and thinking back when I had to teach uh, or I had to do a project when I present in front of the class and I would shake so much holding a piece of paper, you would hear it crimping. I know you train a lot of people with public speaking fear and you know, we've all had it. And it's interesting because you see most of these people who are very polished public speakers, we were all terrible before. And I feel that kind of bridges the gap to everybody else who's looking to improve their skills to realize that, hey, it's not something anybody's born with. It's something we've, you know, made a decision to really improve because we realize how important it was. Which brings it back to one of the final questions that I was going to say is, you know, as somebody who decides to speak more truth, to speak up in the workplace, whether it's as a position of leadership to speak up more about their truth around their failures, or if it's somebody that's looking to share their ideas, to drive innovations, to bring improvements, but have that fear of speaking up, that decide to take that bold action and speak their truth when things are wrong without fearing that, you know, the messenger will be responsible for the issues that are happening. What does that look like? Like if I'm starting to speak up and in the example that you said, that lady ended up leaving that employment when she decided to speak up, but what did her future look like? And what could the future look like for people who make that decision to speak up more? Well, she's a consultant now and she talks to companies about how not to do that to their valued employees. So there's always some flexibility you need to have in your career, whether you're working for a business or whether you're an entrepreneur, go with the flow and have the courage to to make your own way if you if you want to or to find another employer who will listen to you because everybody deserves to be listened to and you know to me if a company's gone to the trouble of hiring you and promoting you you know giving you the leadership skills to move ahead they've got an investment in you the investment has got to be in you being your best self and speaking your mind. If they are invested in you so that you will just say yes sir whenever anybody asks you a question, they're really wasting their money. Do you want somebody who's just going to say yes to everything you say or do you want somebody who's going to challenge you respectfully? and help make things better. I mean, a lot of the things that uh, companies have started adding to their pile of diverse qualities that they look for is diverse ways of thinking, which, you know, I feel like is partly just a way of getting around saying we don't have enough people of color or LGBT people but hey we all the white people we hired they they think differently than each other but it's true you products are better when they're developed by diverse teams thoughts are better when they're developed by people who don't think exactly the same way so if you want your company to be the best you've got to be willing to listen when people speak and especially to reward people who speak courageously whether you agree with them or not. You don't want to shut down that innovation and creativity in your people. 
And I think that's one of the key things is we write on those, you know, job descriptions that we want diverse thinking. But again, speaking to the feedback that you mentioned earlier, as soon as someone presents something with a different perspective, that means it could make you wrong. Are you ready to accept that? Can you be humble in the investigation? Can you have this air of curiosity to ask better questions and really take that feedback and see if you can dig deeper to ensure that it's coming from the right place and you might find the innovation you've been looking for the whole time. Elaine? Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Um, actually, I wanted to know, that. did you want to add one more thing? Well, I just, you know, you might be wrong, you said. I, I, I think, don't think of it as you might be wrong if someone disagrees with you or someone adds a perspective that's not native to you. It just means you might have some learning to do. And that's not, that's not wrong. Actually, I prefer you putting it that way. And it definitely is exactly what needs to happen you know the the uh, the being wrong is just another one of those opportunities like a failure for you to improve and to adjust and to actually be stronger on the other side so i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing these ideas for those of you listening again we talked about how to speak up in the workplace and the key here is understanding that we all come from different positions whether it's a position of where we come from within the company we hold different positions but always focusing on doing the best to speak your truth is either going to make you more valuable within the company, which then, guess what? You will see yourself be promoted and get into better positions. If you're in a leadership position, you'll be able to get more people to speak up, which will make your team operate more effectively. And if there's a certain culture which is inherently toxic where you work, then you'll actually find yourself, such as the example from Elaine's client, where you might find yourself changing work environment, changing work opportunity, and seeing that because you've stuck to your values, you can come more more empowered, and you can actually find different opportunities that are going to be much more aligned to the growth that you're looking to do. Being in the workplace is your big opportunity to share your ideas and to grow. And when you be able to do that from a place of being truly you, speaking your truth, you'll see that it feels much better and you start bringing the world with a bunch of companies that are actually making an impact that is much better because we're speaking up about the issues we want to fix. And organizations, are they not just a series of entities that are there to solve the world's problems we don't need to cover the truth we can actually pull it forward and it becomes more beneficial for everybody so be bold be courageous speak your truth share your failures take that feedback and you'll be able to see that the world will become a better place within the organization that you're making better as well elaine once again thank you so much for being on the show my pleasure thanks again for tuning in hope you've enjoyed this podcast and if you haven't signed up already be sure to check out Mindvalley Membership. Besides getting unlimited access to our top-rated programs and trainers, you'll also join an incredible supportive community on our new Connections app. This is basically a global campus where you find like-minded friends, mentors, and accountability partners from around the world online or get together at local meetups. If you want education that connects you with kindred spirits and transforms you from the inside out, Join the tribe at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman today. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mindvalley podcast. Superhumans. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.